0: And use code J10 at checkout for 10% off any herbal supplements through June 30. Terms apply. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person and on the phone.
1: Everything in our society automatically creates disease. Our processed diet, our sedentary lifestyles, chronic stress. You know, I was with this guy, Silvio, on top of this mountain in Sardinia, who was a, a 200 sheep and goat, and his family lived there for 100 years. And so I said to him, I said, Silvio, so do you have any stress in your life? And he, he looked at me like it was the weirdest friggin' question he'd ever been asked. <laughs> and then he said, yeah, you know, sometimes at night a goat gets loose and I have to go get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, holy cow.
0: Hey everyone, welcome back to On Purpose, the number one health podcast in the world. Thanks to each and every one of you that are tuning in, who are here every week to become happier, healthier, and more healed. And I am so excited to be talking to you today And I'd love to invite you to come and see me for my global tour, Love Rules. Go to jsheddytour.com to learn more information about tickets, VIP experiences, and more. I can't wait to see you this year. Now, today's guest is one of your favorites. I am so excited because this is the first time we're in the same room, in the same space together, Uh, but I've been a follower and a fan and an admirer of his work for a very, very long time. I'm talking about Dr. Mark Hyman, a practicing family physician and an internationally recognized leader, speaker, educator, and advocate in the field of functional medicine. Dr. Hyman is the founder and director of the Ultra Wellness Center, senior advisor for the Cleveland Clinic Center for Functional Medicine, a 14-time New York Times bestselling author and board president for clinical affairs for the Institute for Functional Medicine. Dr. Hyman is the host of one of the leading health podcasts, The Doctor's Pharmacy. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you do. And Dr. Hyman is a regular medical contributor to several television shows and networks, including CBS This Morning, Today, Good Morning America, The View, and CNN. He's also an advisor and co-host on many shows. And today we're talking about his new book, Young Forever, The Secrets to Living Your Longest, healthiest life. And I know this is what you want. So when you to go and grab <laughs> a copy of this book, it's available as we speak. Uh, make sure you go and order a copy of the book. This step-by-step program is to reverse disease, ease pain, and renew energy. Uh, please welcome to On Purpose for the second time, Dr. Mark Hyman. Oh, thank Mark. you so Good much, Jay.
1: Jay. It's so great to see you, man.
0: No, thank you for being here. I, I, I mean it. You know, your work is So practical, it's so accessible. I'm glad we get to finally be in person. And I remember last time you came on the show, everyone absolutely loved it. Uh, So I can't wait for this inhuman person connection. Uh, But I want to start because when I was reading through this book, a lot of stuff came up. This this really stood out to me, really stood out to me. I want to dive straight in. Go, let's go. You said for every 10% of your diet that is ultra processed food, your risk of dying goes up 14%. Mm. So wait, I'll repeat that for everyone. For every 10% of your diet that is ultra-processed food, your risk of dying goes up to 14%. You're saying that's for every 10%. Yeah,
1: that's 60% of our diet and 67% of kids' diets today in America. And what's ultra-processed food? It's basically food-like substances. It's not really food. I mean, processed food is not bad. Sauerkraut's processed food, miso's processed food, you know canned sardines and canned tomatoes, that's processed food, that's okay. But it's the ultra-processed food, which is where they take the raw materials from soy, wheat, and corn that are grown through industrial agriculture, they break them apart to their component parts, they reassemble them in food-like substances, which are all color, size, and shapes of chemically extruded foods that have no resemblance to anything we've ever eaten for most of our evolutionary history and are extremely triggering for all the ancient pathways to cause disease. So if you wanna get sick and die early, eat processed food.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, with this conversation of how our diet and our gut health being linked to longevity and aging, it's something that's, I mean, been around for for a long, long time, but I feel like we're only really having this conversation now, and more and more people are moving in that direction. Would you agree with that? Or? I think it's true, I don't think, and honestly,
1: yeah, I've been practicing medicine for over 30 years, and I can't tell you how shocking it is to so many of my well-educated patients that food has anything to do with how they feel. Mm. <laughs> I mean, like, forget about disease. It's like, and most doctors, if you ask, you know, does food have anything to do with arthritis, or rheumatoid arthritis, or, you know, cancer, or dementia, they're gonna go, no, you know, but it's absolutely the biggest driver. It's Mm -hmm. the single biggest thing we do every day, which is interact with literally pounds of foreign material that we have to digest, break down, and assimilate. And in the food is not just calories, it's information, it's instructions, it's code that regulates every aspect of your biology, for good or bad. And so we now understand how these ancient systems in our body that either can activate longevity and healing or can cause disease are influenced by the information in food. So Mm -hmm. food is medicine, but can also be poison. So ultra-processed food is literally poison. It's addictive, it drives inflammation, it accelerates every age-related disease we know of, from cancer to heart disease to diabetes to dementia, depression, everything you can possibly imagine. Even violence and divisiveness and hatred in our society are driven by food. And I talked about this in my last book, Food Fix, where in in prisons, if they give prisoners healthy food, the violent crime goes down by 56%. If they give it in juvenile detention centers, their uh, violence goes down by over 90%, the restriction that these new restraints goes down by 75%. Suicide goes down by 100%. That's the third leading cause of death in this population. So food is so important to so many aspects of our physical and mental health. So we need to understand how our bodies interact with food and how we've co-evolved with food and how to turn on the right signals in the body to activate well-being and joy and, and pleasure and also all these ancient longevity switches. So yeah. that's really a lot about my book, Young Fred, is about. It's about how do we activate these ancient longevity switches, these ancient healing systems. So the quote from the book, from the Ay- Ayurvedic Science, was that when diet is wrong, medicine is of no use. And when diet is correct, medicine is of no need. Yes, <laughs> so yeah. I think that, that's a ancient bit of wisdom from your culture, but it's yeah. it's as true as it ever was.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's really interesting to me. So my, my wife's an Ayurvedic practitioner. And so oh, when, amazing. When, yeah. And so... She, She's an Ayurvedic Health Counselor, and that's kind of her field of study. And what's really interesting about what you're saying, and when you're talking about being young forever, I think the challenge is when you are young in age, you don't ever feel fallible. Yeah. Like you almost feel, and I and I remember relating to that feeling of, yeah, I'm probably going to feel like this forever, right? Mm, yeah. And then you start getting older, and I'm I'm not, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm 35 now, and Ancient. You, and it, yeah, and it's, but you start to notice different things and you start thinking about these things mm. more often. Like, I didn't have to think about my di- digestion until I was like 30, and then you start thinking about it or your energy levels <laughs> or like what was possible and what wasn't. And I consider myself to be someone who wants to live an optimal life. Yeah. Uh, I don't just want to sit back and do nothing to live a long life. Mm. I want to live a life where I'm of service and I'm living my purpose and I'm, being able to have deep experiences. So when you talk about being young forever, what are the things that we're doing that are aging us faster?
1: I live so much. I mean, the first thing I'd say is that the purpose of being young forever is not to live a hedonistic life and seek pleasure and just be narcissistic. It's about being able to show up in your life fully, being able to love and serve and do the things that you want to do to engage in life in a meaningful, purposeful way, to be able to be present in relationships, to show up for your friends and family and community to give a, be of service. You know, like Neem Karoli Baba said, love everybody, serve everybody, feed everybody. I think that sort of sums up the book. <laughs> <laughs> and I, think, I think that there's so many things that we are doing unconsciously that are disrupting our ability to live well and age well and feel good. And there are many cultures around the world, like the Blue Zones, which I visited, like Sardinia and Icaria, where the defaults are all automatically making them healthy. If all you have to eat is your local wild foods and whole unprocessed foods you're going to eat that if if you have to hike five miles a day up and down rocky terrain to shepherd your goats and sheep you're going to do that you're not going to go to the gym right if you have to like lift big logs and build things that's how you're going to stay strong your your community and their relationships are such an embedded part of their whole culture so they have these automatic defaults that create health everything in our society automatically creates disease our processed diet, which we just talked about, our sedentary lifestyles, chronic stress. You know, I was with this guy, Silvio, on top of this mountain in Sardinia, who was a had 200 sheep and goat, and his family lived there for 100 years. And we had this beautiful dinner of all his food that he grew and he made and all this sheep, cheese, everything. And so I said to him, I said, Silvio, so do you have any stress in your life? And he, he looked at me like it was the weirdest freaking question he'd ever been asked. <laughs> and he's, it took him a while. He saw it and he pondered. And then he said, yeah, you know, sometimes at night a goat gets loose and I have to go get it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, holy cow. So we live in such a chronically stressed life. We're sleep deprived. We're exposed to unnatural light at the wrong times of day. We are exposed to an overload of environmental toxins, we have a horde of drugs we're being given that are destroying our microbiome, antibiotics, and all the things in our food supply that are that are damaging our guts. So we have literally a disease-producing culture. And we have a society that's focused on individualism and success and achievement. And, you know, in Sardinia, and Korea, where I was, people weren't like, on this big goal to achieve you know something, they were just living, they were just enjoying life, they were celebrating together, they were savoring the sweet things in life, they were just enjoying being as enough. And you know, I think so much uh, of our culture is about doing and making and creating, which is not bad, I do it, but I think it can come at a cost if we are unbalanced in how we do it.
0: Where are the starting points for people in creating longevity in their life? Because I find like what well, you just said you're so right. And sometimes what I find is that the world is overwhelming in the way that it's set up, Mm. but even trying to change your habits can be as overwhelming as well, where people go, I don't know where to start. Like, I don't know where to start with my diet. I don't know where to start with my stress lifestyle. I don't know, you know, so where do you encourage people to start figuring out what the root cause of their challenges are? And, and where they go from there. Well,
1: you know, everybody's different, but I would say, you know, it sounds maybe obvious, but the fundamental things that, that keep us healthy and keep us living long are really quite simple. And, and you know, there was a study many years ago by James Fries who he published in the New England Journal of Medicine where he looked at what he called the compression of morbidity, the idea that we could have our health span equal our lifespan. Most of us spend the last 20% of our lives sick, Right, so you might live to 80, but the last 20, 20% of your life, maybe 20 years or a little bit less, you're going to be unwell. Mm. That's not fun. Mm. And he found if you just kept your ideal body weight, if you exercise and you didn't smoke, you live a long, healthy life, and you would die quickly, painlessly, and cheaply. But if you didn't, you would die long, expensive, painful deaths at early. Mm. Right? So I, I think where do people start? I think they start with the very foundational basics of self-care, which is food and exercise and stress reduction tools. Like you have in calm where you teach people seven minute meditations. You don't have to go to a monastery like you did for three <laughs> years. You, know? yeah. uh, you, you can uh, learn how to uh, increase your sleep quality. These are really foundational basic things that everybody needs to know how to do. And there's little differences for everybody, but the food stuff is really pretty straightforward. Eat real food. If it's mm-hmm. basically grown in a plant, eat it. If it's made in a plant, Stay away from it, right? <laughs> I would have another, I, I used to do uh, a lot of work with churches and faith-based healing and wellness, not, not faith healing, but faith-based cultures and wellness. Mm-hmm. And uh, although I'm not opposed to faith healing either. And I used to say, it's really simple to know what to eat. Leave the food that man made, eat the food that God made. It's mm-hmm. something a five-year-old can understand. Did God make an avocado? Yes. Did he make a Twinkie? No. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that hard. So stick with things that are as close to what their original form was. Eat foods that are rich in plants. Plant I call it plant-rich diet, which is all the phytochemicals in plants are medicines. Make sure you have adequate protein as you get older because that is important for building muscle, and muscle is the currency of aging. And we get frail and decrepit as we get older because we lose muscle. Learn some simple practices of exercise that work for you, whether it's taking a walk. Resistance training is pretty important as you get older, which is either bands or body weight or weights or some. There's all kinds of techniques out there, but build. And I was lazy about this. I didn't start till I was sixty. But I've I really transformed my body, even starting at 60 years old, compared to where I was at 40. I'll show you a picture later, <laughs> of my before and after, but it's pretty impressive. And I think the other part is you know, optimizing your sleep. And all, all the practices of how to do that are in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's you know extra layers of things you can do, which is the right supplements. And then there's all these emerging longevity therapies that are out there that are called hormesis, which means the s- things that are stressful to your body, but they won't kill you. So exercise is a stress. If you're lifting weights, you're tearing muscles, you're building muscle, everybody's familiar with that and you get stronger. Basically, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And there's phytohormesis, which are these plant compounds that are the plant's defenses that we consume, but that help our bodies activate healing responses. So like, all the colorful vegetables, phycetin and strawberries. There's things in pomegranate, urolithin A, the catechins in green tea. And I, you know, the list goes on and there's lists and lists of them in the book and how to optimize that. And then there's really simple ways to sort of optimize your, your um, timing of eating to activate repair systems. So one of the key strategies around food is to use it to activate these ancient longevity switches. So we weren't meant to eat all the time. We have hundreds of genes that help us adapt to starvation, but very few that help us adapt to abundance or excess, which we have now. So when you have periods of fasting, which has been done throughout the centuries for various religious or spiritual reasons and various practices, but it could be just an overnight fast for 12 hours or 12 hours or 14 hours or 16 hours, that gives your body a chance to clean up. Imagine like being in your kitchen and cooking every night and never washing the dishes and never cleaning up and never, you know, like, like you wouldn't do that. Your body needs that repair system to be activated and only be activated when you're not eating mm-hmm. for a period of time. So that that is a very powerful way to activate these ancient switches that shut off inflammation, that increase your antioxidant systems, that boost your stem cell production, that cause autophagy, the cellular cleanup where you have little Pac-Man cells going around and cleaning up old damaged cells and tissues and proteins. It's a very important strategy for... Improving your overall quality of life and health and metabolism. So there's a lot of hacks that you can use from a food perspective that I encourage. But there's also other treatments that are out there, like that that are not just fasting for hormesis, but hot therapies and cold therapies. So you you might have heard about like saunas or cold plunges, and it's kind of all the rage now. But the science around this is really remarkable. Like in Finland, if you just take a sauna a few times a week, your risk of death goes down by 24%. If you do it four or five times a week, it goes down by over 40%. And that was compared to a control group in Finland, which took a sauna once a week because everybody has a sauna in Finland. And <laughs> I think there's enough saunas in Finland for the entire population to I've be in one at that, once. Yeah. right? <laughs> and then that increases your innate immune system. It, it activates something called heat shock proteins that kill... Uh, They clean up all the damaged proteins and help refold them and make them work better. And one of the hallmarks of aging—these ten things that go wrong as we uh, age—is damaged proteins. And so there's all these benefits. Cold plunges also activate your mitochondria and brown fat and help stimulate all these longevity pathways. So we can take a cold shower in the morning, like I did, a hot bath at night. If you have a sauna grate or a cold plunge grate, and there's even you know other therapies like hypoxia therapies or hyperbaric oxygen or you know even ozone which is being used now for all kinds of things so we have a low a lot of very cool stuff on the margins but the foundations are so key
0: yeah
1: these blue zones were like i met a couple that collectively was 210 years old wow (laughs) you know i mean and you know they didn't have you know they didn't have saunas and hyperbaric oxygen and ozone and supplements (laughs) and they didn't have any of that they had they had these foundational things so you know what i'm saying is even given the basic things that we do know we can easily get to 100 and when these people move to the west they die at the same rate as everybody else so it's not some special genetic thing and then these other advances and things i talk about in the book can probably get us to 120. and then what's coming down the pike might get us to 150 or even longer so Mm -hmm. imagine a world where we can take advantage of the wisdom i mean in this culture elders there's not just thing as elders, there's old people, the elderly, which is pejorative. But elders, I mean, how valuable are they to society, the wisdom keepers? You know, we lost all that. Yeah. And, and, and imagine, like, now I'm, like, going to be 63 next week.
0: You look incredible. You look amazing. You're the best, You're the best representative <laughs> for this. Uh, for this. Yeah. yeah, I had
1: four facelifts. good. <laughs> no, uh, no, actually, I, I think it's, it's, it's remarkable because I feel like I'm finally figuring life out. You know, i finally figuring out how to be happy and have good relationships and live my life in a balanced way and take care of myself. And I've kind of figured so much out. Not everything, obviously, but I feel like now I'm just beginning. And now most people at 63 are winding down. And I remember as a kid, 63 was like an old person. Like, you know, but I'm going heli-skiing this year. I'm You know, I'm going, I'm learning how to surf better in December. I'm going riding horses on the beach in Mexico next week. I'm doing all these things that I, you know, are just very physical, active things that you wouldn't think a 63-year-old could do.
0: Yeah,
1: But the body is capable of that.
0: With your journey, though, when you said you started at 60, like doing strength or resilience-based training, et cetera, was health something that came very late in your life, or was it like no not at all you no. no
1: you might not know this jay but i was a yoga teacher before i was a doctor
0: i did not know that yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i studied buddhism in college and I, I medicine was an afterthought so i was living with a phd student in nutrition at cornell and i studied nutrition i learned about nutrition against the disease. i was a vegetarian for many years and i basically was very focused on health and well-being i ran five miles a day i did yoga all the time but i didn't i didn't do weights i didn't do resistance training so i was like ah you're doing yoga i run i bike it's fine I play tennis, whatever but I thought I didn't like it gyms are smelly and every time I like do push-ups I would my chest would hurt I'm like this is dumb but then I you know I couldn't do 10 push-ups when I was 50 and now I can drop and do like 75 80 push-ups without stopping wow okay that's impressive yeah it's just the body has the ability at any age to kind of recover and I you know my dad was 89 he couldn't get up out of a chair because he just kind of had gotten a little frail yeah. so I got him a trainer at 89 for the first time and he was able to get so much fitter and stronger and more functional so it's never too late to
0: start yeah today healthier is happening at cvs health in more ways than you've ever seen it's wellness destinations for seniors including select locations with oak street health and cvs pharmacy it's doctors nurses pharmacists and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person and on the phone Life can be a wild ride and sometimes our gut gets thrown off track. So that butterfly in your stomach, it's probably not from excitement. It's more likely from stress or certain food choices you had for breakfast and Ritual can help you get things back on track. They made a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Every morning I start my day with Symbiotic Plus. It's now an essential part of my daily routine. With its blend of prebiotics, postbiotics, and all that good stuff, I'm giving my gut the love it needs to tackle whatever comes its way throughout the day. There's no shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash Shetty. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash Shetty for 25% off. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Whenever I travel, I feel like I become a new person. Like that time I explored the bustling streets of New York, I felt like I became Curious Jay, immersing myself in the vibrant culture and sampling exotic street food. And then there was that trip to the mountains where I transformed into Adventurous Jay, conquering hiking trails and embracing the breathtaking scenery. And let me tell you, Booking.com has been my go-to for all my adventures. Whether I'm exploring the bustling streets of New York or venturing into the serene mountains, Booking.com has a wide variety of options, offering accommodations all across the U.S. and all around the world that suit every kind of traveler. So when you're ready to plan your next trip and discover new sides of yourself, remember to book with Booking.com. Whether you're craving adventure in a cabin, a bit of luxury in a fancy hotel, some quality family time in a vacation rental, or just some chill vibes at a beachside resort, Booking.com has you covered. Ready to book your next adventure? Book whoever you want to be on Booking.com, Booking.yeah. I feel like the the biggest challenge that I'm noticing in all of this is that, I was saying to someone recently that if I asked everyone, how many of you want to eat healthier? Everyone would raise their hands. If I ask people the question, how many of you want to work out more? Most people would raise their hands. Mm -hmm. We don't have a challenge in desire. We have a challenge in habits where we don't know how to move away from this compelling feeling we have to go with what feels good in the moment, right? Like when you look at food, it's like choosing a bowl of vegetables or a bowl of fries. Like you're gonna choose the fries out of habit. And I find that sometimes we can like put our willpower together and we can kind of push through and have that. But then as soon as we get access, we cave again. So how have you thought about, as you're helping guide people in this journey, like how have you found, even for yourself, you went from yoga to then being able to do 80 push-ups today. What were the key tenets in helping you change your habits? Because I find that we're in a habits crisis right now more than anything.
1: I mean, I've been always pretty self-disciplined. Uh, I think the, the the thing that I've really learned though, Jay, is that it's it's your community that matters. That's your social, not your social network online, but your actual social <laughs> network in person that drives so much of your behavior. and. I you know I, I, I for decades studied the, the the sort of molecular biology and physiology and biochemistry and genetics and I was sort of in deep into like the inner workings of the human body. And you know Einstein said, I'm not interested in the thoughts in the element and the spectrum of this or that element. I'm interested in the thoughts of God. The rest are details. <laughs> so I, I feel like I was so interested to know the mind of God by understanding the natural laws of biology, which is what functional medicine is. it's what's described in young forever. But but I had kind of missed something, which is how do we get people to change behavior? Because I can change biology. I can take someone with diabetes and heart failure and all these problems and I can reverse it. And I went to Haiti after the earthquake in 2010 and I met Paul Farmer, who basically took care of uh, uh, people who were the most underserved people in the world. Haiti is the poorest civilization in the Western Hemisphere. Half of the population lives on less than a dollar a day. And these people were basically neglected by the public health community and they had TB and AIDS. And he said, look, I can cure these diseases with drugs, these are easy, but people don't have the ability to take the drugs and they don't have the clean water and they don't have a watch No one to take it. So he realized that the power was community. So he created this model of accompaniment. We're gonna accompany each other to health. And so he used community health workers essentially. And then I realized that, wow, you know, we call all these chronic illnesses of aging, we call them non-communicable diseases. They're not infectious, but they are contagious. We know that if you're overweight, your family's overweight, it's not as strong a stronger predictor of obesity as if your friends are overweight. If your friends are overweight, you're 171 percent more likely to be overweight than if your family's overweight. Wow, I didn't know that. Which is crazy. This is Christakis's work from Harvard, and so it's our social fabric that determines our behavior. These social threads that connect us are more important than our genetic threads. So, if you're, all your friends are, you know, drinking beer and having fries and burgers and watching football, which may not be a bad thing, but you might like that. You might not be as healthy as if all your friends are drinking green juices and going to yoga every day, right? So it's a very different framework. So I realize that the power of community is so important. So we did a program at this church, Saddleback Church in California, where we used the small groups that they already had built. And we put a healthy curriculum, living curriculum through those groups. And we thought a few hundred people would show up. 15,000 people signed up the first week and they accompanied other health and they lost a quarter million pounds in the first year. And through this process, I really learned that it was the power of each other to help each other get healthier, to lift each other up, to inspire each other, to hold each other accountable. It's like AA or it's like Weight Watchers. These things work because they have a community connected component. And that was one of the things I learned from the Blue Zones, Jay, that was so important. There's was little nursing homes, <laughs> you know, they... Their whole society was built around relationships and community and connection and celebration together. So people weren't isolated and lonely and disconnected like they are in the society, but they were deeply connected. The Sangha, right, is like, that's the, the Sangha is the one of the three pillars of enlightenment, which is community that helps you build and work towards the right action and the right life and the right kind of loving and the right behavior, all these things. So I think we really underestimate the power of that. So what I would say to people is, Find a someone, a friend, a buddy, a group. You know, uh, my friend Rick Warren, the pastor of Saddleback Church said, everybody needs a buddy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it sounds so simple when you say it like that. Like, you know, it can feel like such a complex question sometimes. And then when you put it like that, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes so much sense. And I start thinking about the people I spend time with. And I think people struggle with points of transition in communities in their life So it's like they've built a community, they've built a group of friends, now they want new visions with their life, they have new habits they want to adopt, and it's like letting go of an old set of habits which are linked to a group of people is the most difficult part, right? If you're used to going and watching football with a group of people who you all drink together and eat unhealthily together to you, you're not just giving up the food, you're almost giving up company. That's what it right. feels well, I mean,
1: like. My friends, if you're an alcoholic and you're hanging out with other alcoholics, you got to find new
0: friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, and that's the hard part. And that's the hard part. And I think that's a, what I found, having made many transitions in my life of groups of friends and habits, I found that the first thing was don't try leave your friends or break relationships, but try and build new ones first. And so a lot of people spend time going, okay, well, I've got to somehow talk to this person about how we're not going to spend time together. And it's almost the other way around. Find the new community first, find the new sangha first. And the more you start associating with that group of people, it becomes natural for these things to have less energy and less time for. And the second thing was that I found that the people who wanted to be in my life continue to be in my life. Right,
1: that's right. They'll come along. Yeah, they'll come and along. And you'll
0: inspire them. Like, God, they, Jay's doing so good. He looks so good. He's he's feeling good. I want to know what he's doing. What's he smoking? You yeah, know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the people that want to be in your life will come along with you. And I think that we sometimes just get so tied in in those groups that we just can't break out of them. But I, I love that answer. I want to talk about some of the, uh, in the book, you talk about the 10 hallmarks of yes. aging. And I want to dive into this because I think we're just, again, and and I come at this as a patient of the book. Like as, as, you know, when I'm reading the book, I don't count myself as someone who knows. I count myself as someone who is, considers myself quite uneducated when it comes to physical, biological health. And when I'm reading this, I'm going, I don't even think most of us know. Like, no. we're just not even aware. So I want to pick out Wait, a few. Wait, you,
1: you didn't get a handbook when you were born that says this is how I your body works? <laughs> yeah, I didn't at all. I, <laughs> I mean, most people can run their iPhone like nobody's business, but they don't know how to run their body.
0: Don't know how to run our bodies <laughs> at all. And so I want to pick a few that, that I yeah, yeah, that really sure, stood out sure. to me. And we've talked about a couple of these, but uh, Hallmark One is Disrupted Hormone and Nutrient Signaling. And I wanted to talk about the link between inflammation and aging. Yeah because I find that that's something that people are learning about slowly, or at least if you're not learning about it, you're experiencing inflammation. Oh, for
1: sure. Yeah, yeah a lot of diseases of aging are inflammation diseases, right? Yeah. Heart disease, cancer, diabetes, dementia. I, I think, you know, before we kind of dive into those, I, I just want to sort of set the stage, which yes, is, please, of course. you know, what's really exciting for the first time, and when I talked about the mind of God, for the first time, we're understanding these fundamental laws of biology, like we understand the laws of physics. And from a very few natural laws of physics, we can see and create an enormous amount of phenomena, right? Think about the things that we can create with physics. A rocket ship going to the moon, a, you know, a bridge, and build a building, and talk on the podcast. It's all physics, right? And, and that's amazing to me. And it's just from a few natural laws. What are those natural laws of biology? They haven't really been described. So scientists for the first time are understanding these fundamental laws that describe all the disease phenomena we see. The diseases are way downstream and medicine is focused on whack-a-mole treatment. You know, you just find the cure for heart disease and diabetes and cancer and dementia. What if they're all the same? What if it's all the same disease with just different manifestations like leaves on a tree where the trunk and the roots are the same? So that's what we're finding. And the hallmarks of aging are these things that go wrong as we get older that cause all these diseases. And if we just cured heart disease and cancer from the face of the earth, like how many years would we live longer? And these are the number one and two killers, mm. three to five years, which is kind of shocking, right? If we've dealt with these hallmarks, these causes, we might get another 30 or 40 years. Wow! And what's important to understand is that scientists are looking at how do we treat these? And that's helpful. But from my perspective, and I think what's unique about my book Young Forever is that I go to a deeper level. What is the cause of the hallmarks? Because if the hallmarks are the cause of disease, what causes the hallmarks? And it's really quite simple. It's either too much of something that our body doesn't like or not enough of something in our body needs to thrive. What are the impediments to health and the ingredients for health? Mm. And it's a short list. impediments for health are bad food, too much stress, Mm. physical or psychological, environmental toxins, Microbes can be, your know, gut microbiome being messed up or in- infections, and and also allergens, things that cause inflammation. So those are the fundamental things. And what does our body need to thrive? We need the right food, the nutrients, right balance of hormones, light, air, water, connection, meaning, purpose, rest, restoration, sleep, exercise, movement. All these things are the ingredients for health. It's a very short list. So that's the framework of functional medicine. You're either dying of too much or dying of too little. Right. And so understand the information coming in from food and what to do with it. So. When we eat protein and sugar and fat our bodies know how to handle this we have all these pathways that digest and metabolize these things when these sensing pathways are overloaded with too much of the wrong stuff if you have you know we need glucose and sugar fine but if you are eating like a pound a day of sugar and flour almost which is what most americans do today that's like an avalanche of sugar and flour That's a toxic you know poisonous pharmacologic dose so that overloads for example the insulin signaling pathway one of these four longevity switches that are part of our nutrient sensing system that overloads it and causes you to have a cascade of downstream effects from inflammation to increasing belly fat, to oxidative stress, to mitochondrial injury, to all these things that lend to a rapid aging process. So that's the biggest one. And that's, Kind of sugar and starch. So, if you want to do one thing to extend your life, cut out or cut down dramatically on the amount of sugar and starch you're eating every day, and and have more fat, and have more vegetables, and have more you know good quality proteins. Those will all help you, you thrive. Uh, the other is the pathway around the nutrient sensing is something called mTOR, and this is something people have heard about maybe, maybe not, <laughs> but essentially it's kind of cool because there's this pathway that is um, so important in activating the cellular cleanup mechanism called autophagy. And now we've heard about this, which is why we talk about intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating or ketogenic diets or all these things that people are kind of tossing around. The reason those are important is they give your body a chance to do cleanup at night, right? And we need to clean up like the kitchen instead of leaving the dishes in there for a week or a month. So that process is so important. So we need times of not eating to activate uh, this autophagy process and that happens by the inhibition of mTOR now mTOR uh, when it's overstimulated by too much protein all the time or too much sugar all the time will just keep making stuff in the body and it's like you know if you just keep making food in your kitchen it's going to overflow and it's going to be a mess and that's what happens inside your body so what we found was it was this compound that they that they discovered in Rapa Nui which is Easter Island. Now, who who knows? The aliens came down and put those things there. I don't know. (laughs) It's those statues that are on this island off the coast of Chile, right? They scraped off some stuff off the back of the statue and they took it back to the lab. And they said, "Well, maybe this is an antifungal, and no, it doesn't work so well. Maybe it has some immune properties and it's used in transplant medicine. But then they discovered it it inhibits mTOR. In fact, the name mTOR stands for mammalian target of rapamycin. Rapamycin is named after Rapa Nui or Easter Island. So the drug that they've developed is named after this, and this inhibits mTOR and is now being studied for longevity. And so we need periods of time to inhibit mTOR, uh, fasting and not eating anything, and we need time to stimulate mTOR to build muscle so we don't get frail and decrepit as we age. And then there's other pathways like sirtuins and MPK that are part of our nutrient sensing system that detect scarcity and will activate DNA repair. And people have heard about, for example, resveratrol and, and longevity, and this is the work of Dr. David Sinclair, and this, you know, they worked, but they gave them, you know, it was from red wine, the equivalent of 1,500 bottles of red wine. So you don't want to practice this at home. <laughs> but but it was amazing. What they saw was these animals living longer and they got healthier. Even eating a bad diet, if you activate these longevity switches, it's so powerful. And the beautiful thing is that a lot of the plant foods that we can eat, the phytochemicals that are rich in these plant foods all activate these ancient longevity pathways like green tea or pomegranate or, or um, there's ferritol from red grapes and, and the list goes on. And so we have these ancient systems that we can play with. And so the book is really about how do we turn on the longevity switches? How do we activate those in the right way? How do we eat in a way to optimize each of those in the right time at the right way?
0: When I hear that, in my head, I've, I've become more... Close and clear about this because of my wife. So, yeah. so it comes back to me where like it comes back to your point of you, you want need, the
1: burgers and fries you, and she's like yeah oh, for sure for
0: sure any day of the week any day of the week she's making you like you know put soy in front of me. And, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly you know it's so I've been through this journey with her. We've been married for six years and together for ten. But for the six years that we've been married, she's been on this journey with me of helping me transform my diet and my habits and. I've felt all the benefits you're speaking about having gone on that journey. And I've also felt some of the shocks that my body's had in missing out on some of those things that it's used to. Yeah. Like my body loved bread. Yeah. Like it still loves bread. Like it feels great when I eat bread. Uh, and I'm, talking, I'm not talking about gluten-free bread. I'm talking about bread that has gluten in it. And, but I know that glutens uh, yeah, can be massively inflammatory, especially for me as well from the tests that I've done. But I find it really interesting that sometimes I can feel great eating things that are bad for me, but there's something happening inside that I'm not oh, aware yeah. of.
1: Yeah, I mean, sugar is a drug, bread's yeah. a drug. I mean, in fact, uh, you might not know this, but one of the things that happens when you eat bread and you're consuming gluten is that the gluten gets partially broken down into these things called gluteomorphins, which actually are like morphine, and they bind to the receptors in your brain that make you feel good so yeah heroin makes you feel great (laughs) it doesn't mean it's good for you right and so it's very addictive and it also uh you know gives you a jolt of sugar and adrenaline so when you eat sugar you get a jolt of adrenaline literally your your cortisol goes up your adrenaline goes up so it's like it's like being jacked up on steroids and and adrenaline which feels good Mm -hmm. for the moment and then you crash yeah
0: yeah exactly uh, number four, I wanted to talk about. You talk about damaged proteins, yeah, uh, and dysfunctional molecules. I think that was, I think damaged proteins is something we're not very well educated on. No, I think you know
1: yeah. what happens is you know your your body has it's just it's just a miracle to me, Jay. That the body has this, this ancient systems to handle things that go wrong and to repair things and clean up things. So we are constantly making proteins. People don't really realize this, but what does your DNA do? Right, your DNA, all it does is code for proteins proteins do all sorts of things from, you know, build tissues, your muscles and joints, to building your immune cells, to being communication systems. And small proteins like peptides are messengers of 80,000 that tell your body what to do and regulate all kinds of things from brain chemistry to hormones, to sexual function, to metabolism, to mitochondrial function. I mean, the list goes on. So proteins are so important. But as we age, those proteins can get damaged or they, they are injured and they are misfolded and they're broken and so the body has to one address this and two hopefully prevent you from making these so one one of the things that happens for example it's really dangerous is when you eat sugar it kind of binds with proteins in your body and it damages them and causes glycation which is basically just the the phenomena that it's a that happens when you get a, a crispy chicken skin or crust on a bread or creme brulee and you get that like little crackle. So good. It's so good, <laughs> right? We all love that stuff. Yeah. But that 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 reaction happens in your body. And and that and that creates what we call ages, advanced glycation end product, which ages us. And that binds to rages, receptors for advanced glycation end products. So that rage, literally aging and raging is what happens. So when you you eat a lot of sugar and starch, you're causing these damaged proteins. So the measurement, for example, of your diabetes control, we call hemoglobin A1C, that's a measure of damaged proteins. That's sugar binding to hemoglobin and damaging it. And we can see that on a blood test. Mm -hmm. But this is happening throughout your body. And what's amazing is uh, things like, we talked about hormesis and these stresses like saunas, saunas create heat shock proteins, which are actually repairing proteins or cleaning up proteins. When you have autophagy, which is, is, we talked about, which is a self-cleaning mechanism, you actually clean up these old proteins and you recycle them. So the body has a recycling system. Basically like takes up all these old damaged things, gloms onto them like a Pac-Man, digests them, breaks them down into component parts, and says, okay, I got new parts, let's make new proteins. And you start over. It's pretty amazing, actually. Yes,
0: yeah, it's unbelievable. It, I've, never, I've never heard anyone say that before, about how the body has a recycling mechanism.
1: It does. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, the, like, that's what's so exciting to me is, you know, when I went to school, I, 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 in medical school in their second year, we get a book called The Pathologic Basis of Disease, which is really great. It's like the foundational textbook. But I didn't get the Scientific Basis of Wellness textbook. I didn't learn anything <laughs> about that. Like, yeah. so how do you create health? you say to your doctor, I want you to treat this disease, okay, take this drug. If you say, doctor, I want you to make me optimally healthy, they're like, okay, well, eat better, yeah, <laughs> exercise, yeah. take vitamins, I don't know. But like, they don't have an answer, yeah. right? But it, but it's scientific wellness. What is scientific wellness? Why is What is the science of creating health? That's what functional medicine is. And that's really what I've given people is an owner's manual for their body, how to detect what's wrong, what tests to do, how to find out what's out of balance, and and how to correct it. And yeah. how to optimize each of the systems in your body so you can create health.
0: Absolutely. And uh,
1: and and what's really exciting is now we have a, a metric called a a biological age clock mm-hmm. that we can measure. So before we would kind of say, oh, is this working or not? Maybe your blood was works better. Maybe your weight weights are better. Blood pressure is better. Those are all in sort of indirect markers. But there is something that we now have discovered, which is a biological clock, mm-hmm. and it's measured by looking at at little marks on your DNA that are called your epigenome. Now we all know what your genome is, which is your genes, and you got about 20,000 genes, that's your DNA. That's not really changeable, except through gene editing or whatever. But your epigenome and the genes are like the keyboard on a piano, you know, 88 keys. You can't change that, but you can play jazz, ragtime, Mozart, classical, whatever you want, blues. It's amazing, right, on the same keyboard. Same thing with the epigenome. The epigenome is the piano player, and that controls which genes are turned on or off or expressed. And your biological age is a sum total of every influence, every food you've eaten, every type of exercise you've done, every thought you have, every relationship you've been in, all the toxins you've been exposed to, washing over your DNA, creating these marks that determine your biological age. So I've done my biological age. I'm 63, but biologically I'm 43.
0: That's unbelievable. Yeah, well,
1: it's really cool. Yeah, I'm awesome. going for 25. I'm trying to get younger than you, Jay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, uh, we have so many technologies that are allowing us to now do this that are even beyond the diet, exercise, and lifestyle stuff. So we, we now can measure the effective interventions on these things and check how we're doing through these epigenetic clocks. And our biological age doesn't have to match with and track with our chronological age. You know, I was born in 1959. I can't change that. I can't. You know, be chronologically younger, mm-hmm. but I can not be biologically younger, even as I get chronologically older. Mm-hmm. And what's amazing is it doesn't take that much. Like I've seen studies where using a, a dietary intervention, which is an anti-inflammatory whole foods diet, you know, some phytochemical support and a little bit of exercise and lifestyle support within eight weeks, they were able to reverse biological age in this cohort of patients by three years and then what if they did it for a year (laughs) you know know, so we have we have the ability to do this to measure it now it's very exciting science
0: yeah today healthier is happening at cvs health in more ways than you've ever seen it's wellness destinations for seniors including select locations with oak street health and cvs pharmacy it's doctors nurses pharmacists and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person and on the phone I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Whenever I travel, I feel like I become a new person. Like that time I explored the bustling streets of New York, I felt like I became Curious Jay, immersing myself in the vibrant culture and sampling exotic street food. And then there was that trip to the mountains where I transformed into Adventurous Jay, conquering hiking trails and embracing the breathtaking scenery. And let me tell you, Booking.com has been my go-to for all my adventures. Whether I'm exploring the bustling streets of New York or venturing into the serene mountains, Booking.com has a wide variety of options, offering accommodations all across the US and all around the world that suit every kind of traveler. So when you're ready to plan your next trip and discover new sides of yourself, remember to book with Booking.com. Whether you're craving adventure in a cabin, a bit of luxury in a fancy hotel, some quality family time in a vacation rental, or just some chill vibes at a beachside resort, Booking.com has you covered. Ready to book your next adventure? Book whoever you want to be on Booking.com, Booking.yeah. I've got to say, herbs have been a game changer in my wellness routine, all thanks to my Indian upbringing. My mom was the one who got me started on them way back when. I've seen how they can do wonders for both body and the mind. One of my favorites is ashwagandha which is an adaptogenic herb that helps reduce stress. I usually take it in the morning with my breakfast and it helps me stay cool, calm and collected throughout the day. Our sponsor Nature's Way has ashwagandha as well as herbs like St. John's Wort and Holy Basil that provide mood and stress support. They have over 50 years of experience sourcing herbs from all over the world in the continents and climates where they grow best. Nature's Way rigorously tests every batch of herbs for potency and purity in their state-of-the-art lab. To learn more, visit naturesway.com forward slash herbs and use code J10 at checkout for 10% off any herbal supplements. Terms and conditions apply, valid through June 30th. And let's let's talk about some of the things that people are feeling today because I think that's how we get in... Touch with our health, or we start. I think people who read this book are going to get that manual that you're talking about. I want to guide people to this book through things that we feel. So, what's really interesting to me is uh, how commonly people are experiencing brain fog today. Yeah. And I think as we experience brain fog, I don't think we often know what to do about it. We often also start going internal. This is also the same thing as connecting what you talk about in the book to our mental health. I think a lot of the time when we're experiencing mental health challenges we're trying to solve it through the mind. Correct. And I think that that's not working, right? It's it's actually very difficult and I recently had and I know you know Mona Sharma well who who sure, I work of course. with. I Mona her, works yeah. with me on my diet and, and my her, plan yeah. and everything. Yeah, great. And
1: uh, Yeah, she's a functional medicine nutritionist.
0: Yes. And so we I I did a Vitamin D test and my vitamin D was ten. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: that's like very, and and I'm still functioning, doing everything I do on, sure. on vitamin D. And she was just like, Jay. Most people who have that level are like have forms of depression.
1: Depression, um, muscle aches, and fatigue. I'm not.
0: Yeah, and I'm and I'm not having you know the depressive aspect of that. And so, which which was great for me. But my point being that there is this big connection between physical and mental health, or like physical diet sleep energy levels and then impact so
1: talk to us a bit about that it's so huge jay you know i think you know there's there's so much to work on on your biology but i wrote a book probably 15 years ago now called the ultra mind solution about how to fix your brain by fixing your body first so you can meditate all you want but Mm -hmm. if you're mercury poisoned or your thyroid's not working or your vitamin b12 or vitamin d deficient or your microbiome's a mess it's going to be hard to achieve the goals you want to achieve so set yourself up for dealing with your soul's evolution with your spiritual growth with healing your emotional life and trauma by setting your body up to function better to help you to to help you right and so you know it's you know this book isn't about getting to 120 it's about how to activate these health switches longevity switches to make you feel good now Mm. because most people have what i call flc syndrome which is when you feel like crap, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. And so people walk around with all sorts of symptoms and not realizing how good they can feel and how quickly they can feel good. Mm -hmm. And so by doing some of these practices, simply changing your diet and lifestyle changes, people can experiment, even 10 days of it can have a profound effect. Mm You know, I I do workshops around the world where I take people through a 10 day or even a five, six day program. and, And universally within a week, people have a 70% reduction in all symptoms from all diseases by simply cleaning up their diet. And how many days? Five to seven days.
0: Where do you do this?
1: Well, all over. I'm gonna come join you. Uh, Uh, We're doing next one in Sardinia in April. You should come. I love Sardinia. You should come. It's a little boutique hotel. I'm on tour in April. When's the one after that? I might do one in June in Ibiza.
0: Okay, June would be amazing. I'm going to join you. in June. <laughs> okay, come. Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: Be great. Yeah, but you could teach with me too. <laughs> no,
0: no, no, no. I'm going to. I'm going to come as a patient. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: can read <release> some meditations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy, to, happy. Yeah.
0: I'm being serious, man. No, way. for sure. Yeah.
1: Oh, that would be so fun. Yeah, yeah. It's great. And I want to come. It's yeah. so beautiful there. Yeah. So, so we have this ability to activate these these healing mechanisms through changing our diet and heal our mind. So, uh, there's an amazing psychiatrist who is at Harvard who wrote a book called Brain Energy. Christopher Palmer, who's just brilliant. And he basically was a traditional Harvard psychiatrist who had a patient who was schizophrenic. And now schizophrenia is one of those conditions. It's not like, you know, people's anxiety or Mm -hmm. depressed or like emotional. This is like a pretty serious mental disorder, right? And we think it's not changeable. And he on the medications gained a huge amount of weight, which a lot of the psychotic medic- anti psychotic medications cause weight gain. And he this he, this guy would just hide in his room all day and not come out and only see the psychiatrist. And he he said, "I want to lose weight." And the, the psychiatrist knew he wouldn't go to anybody else, so he said, "Why don't you try a ketogenic diet? Because I heard it it really works and maybe it'll help." You know? And he did it, and his schizophrenia went away. Wow! And the psychiatrist was like, "What's going on in the metabolic function of the brain?" that's affecting the mind, right? The brain and the mind are not the same thing, but the brain function influences the function of your mind. And so by healing the brain, you can then start to really deal with your stuff with your mind. Mm -hmm. It's not going to fix your thinking overnight or your mindset and all the things you need to work on. But it'll allow you the ability to do it so much better. And it might even change your thinking. It might even change depressive thoughts, anxiety. You know, a lot of even panic attacks can be caused by fluctuations in blood sugar, you know, Mm -hmm. which I've seen patients. So I, I'm so excited that you asked that question because we have such a mental health crisis in this country. And we know f- from dietary studies where they, they've looked at uh, traditional diets, like the sad, we call it the SAD diet, the standard American diet, which makes us sad actually. <laughs> and uh, they swapped out that for a whole foods, you know, basically a Mediterranean kind of diet. And it was a very large study. It was a clinical trial, a randomized controlled trial. it was better at treating depression than almost anything else. Mm. I want to call it the Glad diet. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and we've seen in, in, like in, in these studies, like I mentioned, in prisons and other places, where people giving a whole foods diet will dramatically reduce their, their violent behavior or their mood will improve. And so these foods that we're eating are inflaming our brain. They're inflaming our emotions. They're inflaming our minds. And depression is an inflammatory disease of the brain. Autism is an inflammatory disease of the brain. ADD is an inflammatory disease of the brain. Alzheimer's, all these things are brain inflammation. And how is this inflammation being caused? Primarily through our diet and lifestyle and toxins. So it's a totally fixable problem.
0: Yeah, I mean, listening to you, it gives me a lot of hope (laughs) in that, you know, anyone who's listening to us today and goes and grabs a copy of the book, Younger Forever, the secrets to living your longest healthiest life uh, which i highly highly recommend we'll put the link to the book in the notes and the caption as we're having this discussion i'm i'm feeling a, a great sense of confidence and i the reason why i have these conversations as well is because they remind me of why i'm trying to have a clean diet and why i'm trying to do the right thing and i think it's so important to strengthen that why totally because it just becomes so easy to go back to our you know obvious yeah. habits so quickly but I think the challenge is that for so long we've been trying to deal with our health in silos. so, if we have a mental health challenge, we try and deal just with our mind, yeah, and if we have a physical health challenge, we try and just deal with our body, and we don't realize that they're so interconnected
1: they're not separate there's no mind body body mind it's it's one thing yeah. right it's all one thing and and to try to separate it out doesn't make any sense and and so medicine has really bifurcated psychiatry and the rest of medicine, and it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And when I call myself the accidental psychiatrist, cause I basically wasn't treating people's mental disorders, but I was treating their physical health. And, and I saw their brains get better and their mind get better and their mood get better and bipolar disease go away, schizophrenia get better, autism get better, ADD get better, depression get better. I'm like, what is going on here? And it just blew my mind.
0: Could you give us a few examples of those or people that you worked with in those spaces? Because I think that's something we don't hear about as much. Like, I think we hear a lot today about when people are struggling with those things, they're going to therapy. Yeah. But we're not doing it. I had one
1: patient who, uh, you know, was just severely depressed and was struggling for years and years. And, uh, and, and, you know, I I found out she had mercury poisoning. And we got the mercury out of her system and she got better. There was a patient uh, who, not even a patient of mine, it was uh, someone who was part of the Daniel Plan, this faith based wellness program I mentioned who came up to me after the six week part of the program, we started and six weeks later, we had another rally and a gathering. And she said, Dr. Hyman, I don't get it. Like I've been in and out of psychiatric hospitals my whole life. I've been in every psychiatric medication. I'm about to get divorced, about to lose my job. I'm, I'm just struggling so much. And I changed my diet. And in three days it all went away. And I feel so good now is that possible? I'm like, yeah, it's possible. It happened to you. So it's clearly possible. So people don't realize how quickly we can see these changes. And so that was really remarkable. I had a kid with ADD who was just so out of control and his behavior, he couldn't pay attention. He couldn't focus. He was kicked out of kindergarten. If you can imagine being that bad, being kicked out of kindergarten. Wow, yeah, you know. A, yeah. And uh, But he had all these other health issues. He had asthma and he had irritable bowel and he had all these you know headaches and cramps and so i basically treated his biology it turned out he had a leaky gut and food sensitivities and lead toxicity and he he ate a total junk food diet so he was so nutritionally deficient and omega-3s and zinc and magnesium and B vitamins and so we just fixed all that we just cleaned up his gut we gave him good food we gave him good nutrients two months later he came back and all the symptoms were gone physically and all of his mental symptoms were gone and his handwriting which we can show in the in the in the show notes and on the video that his handwriting went from being illegible at 12 years old to being perfect penmanship. And it wasn't because I gave him handwriting lessons. (laughs) It was because his brain went from completely chaotic and disorganized to completely coherent and functional.
0: Yeah, I hope everyone is listening to this. If you're struggling with anything based on your mental health, your brain health, I hope that you're also going to take some time out to research on your diet to, of course, read this book because... I just want people to make that connection quicker. Yeah. Uh, I And I spent years doing the opposite, Mark, like, and that's why I'm so fascinated by all the work you yeah. do. Because I spent years and I got to a place where I'd mastered my mind, but my body was just not catching up. Right, exactly. And so I could take care of my thoughts and my emotions and my feelings, but my body couldn't match that pace. And so I've kind of come the other way. Yeah, it's great, it's and, great. Um, hey, I want Whatever come, doorway you get is a yeah, good one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you talk to us about, and again, we're only doing a very high level of the book because I want people to get a sense of yeah. some of the depth of what you talk about in this book. Could you explain to us again at that top level what the seven core biological systems are? Yeah.
1: So this is really important, Jay. So, yeah. so like I said, you know, what are the laws of biology? What's the mind of God? And right now, we're going undergoing a revolution in medicine that's as big as anything that's ever happened in history. You know from the discovery of the germ, it, it, it's remarkable how we're now understanding the body as an ecosystem. This is called systems biology or, or functional medicine is the clinical model that applies this. And so the hallmarks of aging are, are what these emerging scientists and longevity are talking about that go wrong with aging. But what is causing them is what functional medicine is really good at figuring out. And what happens is that these seven core systems in the body that go wrong, that get out of balance. Just like in Ayurveda, they have the doshas. You know, or in Chinese medicine, they have the five elements, or and we have the yin and yang, and we have the you know imbalances and deficiencies or excesses, and this is exactly how the body works. These ancient technologies from thousands of years ago figured it out. We just now are putting scientific language on it. And understanding and so there's instead of one hundred and fifty five thousand diseases, there's these disturbances in these core systems. Many of which are also the hallmarks of aging, like your microbiome, your immune system, how you make energy, your mitochondria, your detox system, how you get rid of toxins, your transport system, how you move things around in your body, and through your circulation and lymph system, a communication systems, which is your hormones, your neurotransmitters, your peptides, all the millions of chemical reactions that happen all the time and have to be coordinated. And your structural system from your biomechanical structure. Your skeleton to your subcellular structures. All of those systems have to be in balance for you to be healthy. So, as a functional medicine doctor, as a systems thinker, I look at how do we find out why they're out of balance? How do we take out the stuff that's causing imbalance and put back the stuff that's creating balance? So, let's say the gut, for example. Well, you might have food sensitivities. You might have bad bugs growing in your gut. So, you got to remove those things. You got to remove those foods like gluten or dairy, and you got to get rid of, um, you know, the bad bugs that are growing in the gut. Maybe you need some herbs or even an antifungal or an, an antibiotic. And then how do you repair that? How do you give the gut what it needs? You need prebiotics and probiotics and polyphenols, and you need the right nutrients like zinc and vitamin A and and omega-3 fats to help the gut heal, and glutamine. So we know what the ingredients are for each to take out and put in. And so we apply that to each thing, including the immune system. I mean, you know, one of the most shocking things to me during COVID was that you know We are about 4% of the world's population in America, and we have an extraordinary healthcare system and spend twice as much as any other developed nation. And we were 16% of the cases of COVID and deaths. So 4% of the population of the world, four times as many deaths as we probably should have had. And we probably should be even less than the rest of the world because of our healthcare system. Why was that? It's because our diet is so bad that we're pre-inflamed. So when COVID came, it was like throwing gas on the fire. And we were pre-inflamed because we were obese, which we were chronically ill because we have all these diseases of inflammation, and so that's really why. And it was it was sort of shocking to me that that you know nobody has talked about this, and yet we have the power to regulate our immune systems by what we're eating. Sugar suppresses your immune system. You know, being overweight suppresses your immune system. Even in the response to vaccines—if you're overweight or you're elderly because you're inflamed, your immune system doesn't respond to vaccines.
0: I think everyone's experiencing. a a low immunity, you know, in, in general as well, because of all these factors that you've talked about today as well. And I just want everyone to see, I want to point this out for everyone who's watching the show. If you're listening, then I'm explaining what I'm doing. I just want to show this to everyone who's watching, because you can actually see how the book breaks down the young forever program, which is the program that Mark, recommends in the book, Young Forever. And what I love about it is that as you're flicking through this book, you're just going to see a very systematic and formulaic breakdown yeah, it's, of the system. It's not just... It's a how-to manual for yes, how your body works. So yes, yes. <laughs> if, I I get, if you
1: didn't get born with that instruction manual, this is a good one. <laughs> yeah. And I
0: want to point that out to everyone who's sitting there going, like me, often I can get You know, I can often start thinking, "Wow, this is a lot of information. I don't know enough. Where do I start? What do I do?" But the book, to me, it does a great job at simplifying it. Yeah, I
1: mean, the book is really three parts. The first is is the why, like why are we aging? What's going on? A little bit of science, geeky. If you don't like any of that, you can skip it. (laughs) I love, but I like to know why. Yeah, and then there's the what, like there's the what to do. Yeah, and then there's the how to do it. Yeah. So it really is a is really, you know, I'm a doctor. I take care of patients, and so. I get results by giving people a programmatic plan to follow. Mm-hmm. So this is what I've been doing for 30 years. Yeah. You know, and, and there's a lot of great longevity books out there, but they're often by academics and I've learned so much from them, but, they, but they're like, well, what do I do? Yeah. Uh, how do? How do I, what do I have to do <laughs> exactly? <laughs> but this just breaks it down exactly, yeah. even day by day and what you can do.
0: Yeah, Mark, is there someone that you've worked with that was so negative and felt that they were too late to solve their challenges, but you were able to find some change in them. Could you tell us about oh somebody you worked with like that?
1: Yes, I mean, uh, you know, one of the most remarkable patients I had, which was, was part of a group program we had at Cleveland Clinic called "Functioning for Life," which used the power of community to help people change behavior. And she was a woman who was about to go on her way out. She was 66 years old. She had type two diabetes for 10 years. She had heart failure. She had kidneys that were failing, liver was failing and fatty. She had high blood pressure. She was on a pile of pills that her copay was 20000 Who knows what she was costing the healthcare system in and out of the hospital? Her body mass index was 43, which is severely obese. You know, 25 or less is normal, 30 is obese, 40 is just like next level, right? And she came to the program she changed her diet. She, she was a fairly educated woman, but she, and it was a minister in her congregation, but she really grew up in a family that never ate real food. So everything came from a box, a package, a can, highly processed. And that's just what she did for her whole life at 66 years old. And she was on her way to a heart transplant and a kidney transplant. And you think, oh, from a traditional doctor point of view, well, you know, you can't really do anything about that. Maybe you can manage these diseases and make make her live a little longer and make her quality of life a little better but I'm like, no way. I don't want to manage disease. I want to get rid of it. So we put her on a diet. It's a very anti-inflammatory diet. It's whole foods, plant rich, lots of good fats. We didn't even get get her moving or exercising at the beginning because it's hard when you're that big to move, but just change your food, maybe a few supplements, not a lot, vitamin D, fish oil, multivitamin. In three days, she was off her insulin. In three months, she reversed every one of her diseases objectively by you know traditional conventional medicine biomarkers. Her heart failure reversed, her kidneys normalized, her liver normalized, her high blood pressure normalized, her diabetes, her blood sugar went from, A1C went from 11, which is like, probably should be in the hospital level, of blood sugar of 3, 400 to like 5.5, which is actually perfectly normal. She lost 43 pounds. In a year, she lost 116 pounds. And I've got uh, pictures of before and after I'll share with you. It's really remarkable. I had, holy cow, You know, there is no drug on the planet that works as well as food. I mean, if I could give her a pill to reverse all diseases as a doctor, I'd write that prescription all day long. I'm agnostic when it comes to therapy. I don't care if it's exercise or exorcism. Whatever a patient needs, you know, I'm going to give it. And so I'm like, wow, this is such such an eye-opener for so many people to see it's possible. You know, another ki- patient with kidneys were failing and he, we, he we did this whole program and, and uh, he went to see his nephrologist and the guy was like, what are you doing? I've never seen a kidney failure reverse. What are you doing? And he couldn't believe it because doctors don't get trained to do this. So they don't see it. So they don't believe it. He goes, well, there's no evidence for this. Well, maybe you haven't looked because <laughs> there yeah. is plenty of evidence. Yeah. Even though there's so much evidence on lifestyle and diet, do we pay for food as medicine? No. Yeah. And it is the most powerful drug.
0: Yeah, well, I hope that gives anyone who's listening and watching a sense of confidence as well that, you know, no matter how far you think you are or how many challenges you're going through right now, that hopefully this can at least be another alternative option to try. Completely. If you haven't tried it already, it's it's so needed. Uh, Mark, we end every episode with a final five, uh, which are a fast five. So every answer has to be given in one word to one sentence maximum. Okay, got it. Um, And so Mark, these are your final five. Uh, question one, what's the best health advice or diet advice you've ever received? It's probably
1: Michael Pollan's eat food, not too much, mostly plants. It's just <laughs> so simple, so clear. Uh, and it needs to be defined like eat food, what food? Real food, whole yeah. food, you know, <laughs> but yeah. yeah.
0: I love it. Uh, second question, what's the worst advice you've ever heard, health advice you've ever heard received or been oh, given? Oh God,
1: eat a high carb diet. Six to 11 servings of bread, rice, syrup, and pasta day to save your life, which has cause more deaths and more disease than almost anything in history which is the government's food pyramid in 1992
0: and that's so common in all meals today right?
1: oh it's terrible yeah Yeah, we're still we're still yeah we're still promoting that stuff it's not great
0: question number three uh what's something that you used to Think was true about health, but now you've changed your mind about it.
1: I think I used to believe and this is a very controversial topic, which was much healthier to be a vegan or vegetarian. And I think as I've sort of gotten to understand the science and the biology of longevity, that we need adequate protein as we get older. And if we don't eat enough, we can't make muscle, and muscle is the currency of aging. So I think it's eating the right stuff. And you know, I think if people have a moral issue with animals, I we can work around it. But I think from a health perspective, eating regenerately raised animals that are well cared for, that are humanely raised, that regenerate ecosystems, increase biodiversity, reverse climate change, and create nutrient-dense food is is really a, was a big shift for me from being a vegan vegetarian to kind of seeing what happened when I did that.
0: Amazing. Thank you for that answer. Okay. And I'll pick your brain about that. Please. <laughs> uh, question number four. What's the smallest change someone can make today to experience some positive impact in their way they feel,
1: I think it's do one small thing. You know, when they say floss one tooth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do one push up, yeah, and tomorrow yeah. do two. Yeah, so start with small things. You know, uh, you know, maybe you're drinking twelve cokes a day. Go to eleven, and <laughs> <laughs> go to ten. You know, yeah. do one small thing to improve your health, and then that will build over time.
0: Absolutely, and fifth and final question. If you could create one law that everyone in the world had to follow, what would it be?
1: Oh, that's easy. I would, I would make a law that would make food quality, and I can define what that is, the most important determinant of all of our food policies and all of our agriculture. The most nutrient-dense, whole, real food we should be promoting and subsidizing and growing.
0: I love that. That would be powerful. I mean, that would be so useful. Yeah. solve so many problems. I, 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 I mean, that's, you've talked about that in your previous book. I remember we discussed mm, it, like yeah. just how much could change at a s- systemic level huge. to transform the healthcare of the world.
1: Well, think about it. all the things we talked yeah. about from the mental Ill health issues to the physical health issues to yeah. you know, the cost of society to the damage to the environment. It's all driven by the production of ultra-processed food and the dissemination of it and the eating of it, which is 60 to 70% of our calories. Yeah. That has got to stop. It's, yeah. just, it's crushing the, us with the weight, of that, the figurative and literal weight of that.
0: Absolutely. Everyone, the book is called Young Forever by Mark Hyman, Uh, the secrets to living your longest, healthiest life with a step-by-step program to reverse disease, ease pain and renew energy. Make sure you go and grab a copy of this book, Uh, order it right now. Uh, I highly recommend deeply reading this with a group. If you can get together uh, with a bunch of your friends as Mark was talking about and to read this together, and to support each other. Maybe you're gonna take a chapter each and help teach each other. I just feel that when health becomes this collective responsibility in a community, it becomes a lot easier when we feel we're learning with each other, from each other, and growing together, as opposed to when we're trying to do it ourselves. So my recommendation is go and make this your book club pick. Uh, Go and follow Dr. Mark Hyman on Instagram and across social media if you don't already, and tag me and Mark with what you're testing, what you're experimenting with, what in the book is resonating with you, make sure you take pictures, tag us both, uh, share it with us because I love seeing the changes you're making based on these conversations. Uh, Mark, any final words, any last thoughts you wanna share with us? Yeah, I, I think that you just said it all,
1: Jay. I think that the, the beauty is that, that people are just a few short days away from feeling better. Mm. It's not about living to 120, it's about feeling good now This is not about a hedonistic, narcissistic pursuit of longevity. It's about optimizing your health and well-being so you can show up in the world and love better and serve better and be better and add value to the world and add your contribution to the world and not be caught in a spiral of dysfunction and disease that makes us kind of retreat from being part of the larger community of humanity.
0: That's beautiful, Mark. Thank you so much for doing the work you do. Uh, Thank you for showing up as you do. And. I'm so excited to join you. Hopefully next June. or we, we need to plan that out. <laughs> I'm being very serious. Okay, I'll give you the I'm dates. I'm being very serious. I'll uh, give you the dates. But I'm very excited. And uh, June 12th to
1: 19th in uh, Ibiza at Six Senses. And you can all come if you want. Well, not all of you. <laughs> but I think there's only room for 45, but you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Mark, thank you so much for this. And yeah. I can't wait to have you back on the show again. Nice, thank nice. you so much. summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With Ikea, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style and no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Atna, And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com forward slash Healthier Happens Together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Atna are part of CVS Health.